Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Before we really get rolling here, you're pregnant. So much better. Congratulations <laughs> are in order because it's Mariah Carey's 50th birthday today. Isn't that amazing? Well, she it's her anniversary. She doesn't believe in birthdays. It's her anniversary. Anniversary of being on this earth. That's right. And looking like a wax figure. I would have sent oh. you like a card, but it would have had to go through a process where it would like sit outside of your door for about three days and then be sprayed. Am I the only one who's picking up my mail with chopsticks? No, I just throw a lot of my mail away. A lot of my mail's junk. But are you touching the mail when it comes in the house? Um, it sits downstairs for a while, so. Oh, okay. So you feel like it's safe. I don't I know what's so. safe to touch and what's not. I mean, when I went to Dick's Sporting Goods to get my my drop-off service where they're just supposed to, like, drop the bag and walk away, it's supposed to be a very clean drug deal, and that girl mm-hmm. came up to the car, and she just handed it right to me, and I was like, drop the bag, drop the bag, just leave the bag there. <laughs> like, everything is a hostage negotiation, you know? <laughs> drop the bag. I, Do you want to count what's in about, it? No. How about the... um? Now that a lot of the places have like, you know, self-checkout, which is fine, except for like everything that I tried to check out needed the manager's attention. I'm like, oh, well, now this is just not. We're defeating the purpose. (laughs) (laughs) But you also have to touch a whole bunch of screens. Right. You have to touch a whole bunch of screens and then you have to like look up something. Then someone has to come over and then touch the screen. And then you have to touch it after her. And you're like, oh, I just, if you know what, forget it. And then you touch each other. Yeah. You're like. Yeah, I don't need the mass and gill anymore. I don't need it. Just it <laughs> you do need the mass and gill, though. You can stay clean. Stay clean in this mess. I wonder if this will actually lead to, like, the technology that we've always made fun of on TV, that um, minority report type technology where it, like, scans your eyeball. Well, I'm hoping for something a little bit simpler, like, you know, turning on the faucets anywhere with your feet. Ew. You, I mean, you know, when there's like a lever down below, I'm not talking about oh. like, like <laughs> I'm a yogi and I can put my foot up. If you can you just, grip the handle, that's disgusting. <laughs> you and I are just doing something at home. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. I just got to wash my hands really quick. And I just somehow whip my legs up. Patrick, like why are you taking your socks off? i'm not a yogi okay i i if it's if it's a clothed socked shoed foot that turns on um any sort of handle i'm down with that if like you sort of step on something so you don't have to touch anything yeah yeah totally i'm down to do that i support that yeah okay it's good technology so we're gonna start developing it here and um we're gonna get a nice prototype going by next week and it'll be lovely good 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 Look, good, we good. all need a side hustle now don't we i guess i guess so i mean maybe i'll go into like you know braiding because i'm going to start braiding my own hair because now i you know i can't get my hair cut 
Um, I'm going to go into mirror punching because I'm so disgusted with myself (laughs) at this point in the quarantine. It's just like eating and sort of sitting and I'm working out at home, but it's really not difficult. Like it doesn't, you don't break a sweat when you work out at home. Maybe you're not doing it right. What are you doing? How are you working out at home? Um, I'm using, um, these little bands that little, a little band workout. I've but got I'm a Pilates ball coming. Di- oh, well, that's different. I'm convinced, you know, you have like these workout bands where you just like put it around something and you're like, you know, do your chest press or fly or whatever. But I'm convinced because I live in this old building that I'm going to put it around one of these steam pipes and <laughs> I'm going to burn myself as if I'm in the bone collector with, um, Queen Latifah, where I'm just going to be scalded to death one day when it breaks loose from the ceiling. And, um, you know, the, the, they'll come here and they're like, oh, my God, that's terrible. But his chest looks amazing. He's ripped. <laughs> I mean, it's most of I his mean, skin is burnt off, but you can see the muscle right underneath. <laughs> you can tell he was good. And look at that hair. Did he wrap that hair himself? <laughs> Those are fantastic braids. I got to say, it's been, everybody's going through the ups and the downs and the roller coaster and everything. But what made me feel good was to turn on Steel Magnolias at 11 o'clock at night and text you that it was on the Ovation Network. And then we started to watch it in tandem. And there was something comforting about being far apart, but being in sync on Steel Magnolias. You know, every time I watch it, I like a different, like, I like a different character better than the last time. Agreed. You know, like this time I was really, I was definitely pro Dolly. Like mm-hmm. the whole time, like, God, I wish she had a shell. <laughs> like, and every time she like said a line, it was very like sing-songy, but I was like, I like it. I don't know. She's like in a whole different, like, Stefan never gets this bitch down. No, I know. And I actually, I said to, to my Jules when I was watching it, I wanted her to hug me. In the worst way. This is the place that we're at. I literally, I hit my phone and Siri said, go ahead. I'm listening. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. It's okay to know somebody is. She can run to Texas and back to my chubby. I know, my Siri can't. You know it's bad when you're watching Steel Magnolias and you think, I just... I just want to get into bed with Truby. Just for like 45 minutes, I want to be spooned. I want to be told it's going to be okay. Like even the way that she does Julia Roberts' hair in the meltdown. You know, right. it looked comforting to me. I was like, you could play with my hair. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But it also like the whole town seems like that, that group of women, like Olympia Dukakis, I tell you, she's a way of delivering those lines. You're like, this is, I, I love her. I love them all, and I love them more now. And you're an animal if you don't watch Steel Magnolias when it's on, and you're inhuman if you don't cry at the funeral scene. You're a <laughs> you know, I think we, I think we should have a um, a little road trip and stay in Malin's house because that's what it is. It's bed and breakfast now. Excuse me. Yes, Malin's house for everyone who doesn't know. Well, if you're a homosexual, you already know. That <laughs> <laughs> Malin's house has been turned into a bed and breakfast. Where is it? And I think it's in Louisiana. I mean, you'd have to go to Louisiana, which is the downside. Oh, Sorry for anybody that's in Louisiana, but I would 
prefer not to be murdered in a small town. It's more about my hair down there. That's There's a lot of humidity happening in that state. Oh, I welcome that, because that's when my hair turns into, you know, something something special. Because you curl up because you're an Adonis, and everybody thinks Patrick is so pretty. Well, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> Except to agree with them, damn it. <laughs> Dude, I would love to stay in that house. And then, of course, then you have to reenact every scene and say blush and bashful. Mm-hmm. I do. I, this was the first time I ever looked at the movie, though, with a critical eye on how long is that damn wedding day? When did how it start? I, her her ceremony was supposed to be at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They had the ceremony, the party, and they were leaving before it even got dark out. Well, it seemed like it was, well, when they were going away, it seemed like it was around 6.30. Like, That's a uh, short wedding. Well, I mean, what the, it's in her backyard, for Christ's sake. But the ceremony was at two. You got to think that that's a very Catholic ceremony. There's 500 people on either side for the groom and the bride. <laughs> that is at least an hour-long full mass ceremony. So you leave the church around three. Best. Tops. Three. You have to get back to mm-hmm. the house. I'm going to say 3.45, you get there. Now you have the cocktail hour. That's like four. Right, four-ish, they're ready to go at four. Then you have dinner, probably around five thirty, six o'clock, and then you have drinks and dancing afterwards. Everybody was done and leaving, and the sun was still bright and shiny. Okay, so I'm gonna break it down for you. <laughs> okay, please do. So, I think since it's a small town, the church is really not that far away. So, Nothing seems that good. far away. If you were to do a right. map of Steel Magnolia's um, Chinkapin, I don't think anything's that far. Because they walked Correct. to Truvies that day. Right. Except for um, Weezer, who drove. Okay. Anyway. But so. she would drive across the... Wait. Weezer drove. She lives next door to Malin. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, she's about. she's a woman about town. Anyway. So I'm thinking they have the ceremony. I don't think the ceremony's that long. Then I think, like, right after that, they, they <clears throat> take a few pictures. And then since everything's at the house, it looked like it was more buffet because if the, if the cake is in the garage, I don't <laughs> think they're pretty formal. And since it's at their house, I don't think it's a sit-down. I think it's more of, like, buffet. So they're probably like, all right, we've blown all of our budget. Draping that hideous. I've never realized how disgustingly hideous that church is with the draping of the Blush and bashful. It was like, exactly so, what Malin said. Yeah, it is disgusting. I mean, she looks, I mean, <laughs> Julia Roberts. Don't insult her yeah. hair in that scene because every girl my age wanted that hairdo. We wanted well, that. So here, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, so let's like really evaluate Julia Roberts. Is she, I think it's more like, it's definitely like a period piece. And a uh, uh, a regional piece. Like, no one really was like, you know what I'd like to look like? I'd really like to look like Julie Roberts and Steel Magnolia. Said nobody. <laughs> that Wait. is a huge, that looks like she was caught in a tornado and then they stuffed little, little tiny roses in her hair. Wait, beginning then, or end? Because there's two different Julie Roberts in this movie. When she's getting ready for her wedding. Not her, her wedding Anne Hathaway hair. wig. No, not her, like, like, like little forest wood nymph hair yeah, went into the chip or like, yeah, her Peter Pan wig. No, 
<laughs> no girl that. wanted that, but let me tell you what, every girl wanted the curly. You cannot uh, speak for all the females of America. I want somebody to right, reach out to right. me and, and let me know if you wanted Julia Roberts' hair in the first part of Steel Magnolias. If you reach out and say, no, but I was craving second part Steel Magnolias, I don't want to know you. I don't want to know you either. <laughs> <laughs> but you can still reach out to us. And I'm sorry, but nobody can quite appreciate all the good zingers and one-liners from Weeza and Clary. I mean... Just like the best frenemies of all time. If I ever need to do a scene where I have to cry on command, I would lock myself in a room and watch the funeral scene from Steel Magnolias. And that would wreck me every time. But you know what? It wrecks you and then pulls you right out. It does. Laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. And this was before the single-held camera phase. And uh, my jewels because he's just gay enough, was giving me the scoop on uh, the fact that the the director said, we didn't rehearse it. We just told the camera guy to hold the camera, like not have it on a stationary tripod or anything, and just chase Sally Field wherever she went. That was his gig. Can you imagine being the camera guy on that, being like, I don't know where she's, okay, she's walking, she's she's stopping, she's crying, she's screaming, she's standing in place going, what? And then she's running, and then we're we're chasing, and then she's stopping. She's talking about her hair. She still has the compact in her right hand. She's going to crush it in her palm. It's a mirror. Okay, she's running. She's running again. We've got her. Can you imagine if he got in her way? She would have like, cut him. She, <laughs> I mean, after reading after reading her book, I could only imagine that she would, like, beat the shit out of him. What did like you learn rake. from her book? She's one tough bitch. Is what I've learned. Really, Gidget? Like she's very, she's really into her craft, and she's absolutely nothing like this, like the idiotic parts that she's had to play. Like the precious kind of Pollyanna flying nun. Right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What does she do? How do you know that? Well, because I read the book from cover to cover. Well, I'm. I don't make me read. I mean, it's enough that this this quarantine is making me cook. I, I don't want to learn another skill. <laughs> Well, on that lovely note, I want to say welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Bob Barker. Oh, and I'm Deborah Metzing. Oh. Aren't I funny? You look so quirky and cute. And we're coming to you (laughs) from two locations far, far away from each other. Where are you? I am in downtown Swingin' Hell's Kitchen, New York. And we're at the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Hi, fellas. I sure do love being gay. <laughs> I wish that you heard that. Are you there? What? What was it? <laughs> well, you're just going to have to wait until this drops to find out. And it's so weird that we're, we're celebrating our year anniversary coming up. Do you realize that we're coming up on a year together? And I, I'm wondering if we'll be back together in the same room. I don't think we will. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're far from my heart. That's bullshit. It does because actually, in proximity, you're really far. I am, and I I am sick of zooming people. I am done zooming. Who? I. <laughs> it was quirky at first. Now it lost its luster. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like what's happening a little bit. 
I like the Zoom cocktail parties. Don't get me wrong, because I like a lot of chaos. It feels very similar to an actual party, especially when you get above 10 people in that room. Yeah, I um, will be doing that for our West Coast friends this evening. Oh, look at you. You're maintaining a social distance, but staying connected. (gasps) Speaking of connected, we want you to maintain a good physical distance from us, but not an emotional distance. Please follow (laughs) us online at Instagram and Twitter at Dear Pod Official. Uh, Our website, DearPodOfficial.com, where you can binge all 51 episodes. And, of course, you can email us your questions, your queries, your issues, your your suggestions, your thoughts on Steel Magnolias to DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. And wow. please look out for our Instagram questions at and our uh, Instagram pages of Aaron, Patrick, and Jim, and Dear Pod Official. Which so I am on Aaron McGuire Official on the Instagram. That's M-A-G-U-I-R-E. And if you don't know that by now, I can't help you. Also, because of everything that's been going on with the quarantine, we've been creating uh, dribs and drabs of new content to drop to you, fair listeners, throughout the course of the week. You need something to get you through from episode to episode because we're still dropping one episode a week every Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That means you West Coasters, when you finally wake up from your vodka-induced stupors because we're all drinking to feel at this point, you can uh, yeah. you can find a new app waiting for you, but we have um just a few Easter eggs here, there, and everywhere for you guys to um, indulge upon. Anything to so, add? Well, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking forward to adding my own little eggs inside your basket. Oh, Aaron. don't put your eggs in my basket, because I'm telling you right now, they're gonna fall right out the bottom. That basket is made out of wicker, and nobody trusts wicker. I actually don't appreciate wicker, and I don't know anybody that really does. And if you do, really, you're living in Steel Magnolia's land. Wicker has a way of making everybody feel like they're 700 pounds. No matter what, when you sit on it, the crackle that happens that makes every everybody question whether or not this thing is going to hold your weight, you could be like 12 pounds. And then you get up and then you have like that weird braid all over like your arm and your legs from sitting on it for about an hour. Yeah, I sat on it for an hour. I fretted for 45 minutes and relaxed for 15. <laughs> and now I have I have like hemp lines embedded right. in my skin. <laughs> it seems like a good idea. It's supposed to be multi-weather, but who knows? Um, by the time that you and I can be back together again, we're going to have that inflatable pool up and running in the backyard. Isn't that crazy? I cannot. I can't believe I sent it when I sent. Like, doesn't that feel like, like it just... was so long ago, and yet it was yesterday? Yeah. What is time? What is time, really? What is it? It's a man-made construct. What are days? Don't know what day it is, but we know that now. It's just day, Pooh. It's just day. Hey, it's just day, boo. Um. <laughs> So this is an interesting topic this week because I feel like none of us are doing this or we're doing this minimally or we're only doing it online. This week's topic is shopping. shopping. That's right. Home Shopping Network. Uh, Was I telling you about the fact that I auditioned to be a QVC host? Yes. I did tell you that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
the Lisa Rinna dusters at three in the morning. <laughs> I'm still holding yeah. out hope. I, I don't think that that's a dream that's gone yet. I would kill to be the late night QVC host. You hear it now. You hear it here. Somebody make I think this happen. You, I think you and I could probably rattle through QVC for the wee hours in the morning quite easily. So Without you give us like blinking. that. Yeah, you give us that those glow in the dark uh, booty shorts. I think we could talk about it for an hour and a half. I'm not even fucking kidding. Yeah, you give. I me mean, some... they'd have they they probably have to bleep me, and I probably have to have an awful lot of wine on hand. But I think I could still do it. But this is the point of us being the overnighters. Somebody needs to take the graveyard shift. So make it the people who are going to make the show blue. Yeah. Fucking give it to us. Give, give it us to that us. fucking wrap dress and have us sell out in like two seconds. Give me that give weird Capa de Monte Hallmark children of the corn uh, figurines and we will jibber jabber about them for give hours. Us, give us the, the Joan Rivers, you know, pearl necklace and I'm just going to start calling it the Joan Rivers anal beads and I, I'll probably sell out. I think I'm in sure. two seconds it will. Absolutely. Think about our listenership. We bring our own people along for the ride, you know. All 52 of you. <laughs> I want you to and watch we, Late Night QVC. We're, we're selling to you. We're going to go to your house eventually. We're going to show up at everyone's house, like Ed McMahon. You get anal beads, and you get anal beads. And you get used anal beads. That's amazing. And just, like, watch their face. That's the smell. Just put them in the sink. <laughs> Just put them in your Clorox wipe. A gift from Erin and Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> if you and I were tandem QVC hosts, this is a dream come true. I'm just already putting it out there. Look, like I said, I cursed us by saying 2020 was my year. And the second that I said that, we got a pandemic. Didn't I tell maybe, you about that? Maybe, yes. Maybe you should have said, it's going to be our year, and then we probably would have been, like, the new host of the QVC. I know. When in the choose-your-own-adventure of my life, I made the wrong statement. <laughs> One mis- was misused word, and I have sent us on the shittiest choose-your-own-adventure trajectory. <laughs> um, oh, so, yes, back to this week's topic, which is shopping, because I'm getting the finger from my jewels. God I damn know. it. I, I felt it. I felt Could it. You? My, my proctologist, I felt it. All right. So this week's right. topic is shopping. At this point, um, to, to shop, it's, it's actually more dangerous than axe throwing. The act Correct. of going into a place, um, I, I just burn my clothes once I come home at this point. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our yeah. shopping is done online. What do you look forward to shopping when you're done with this? No. Oh, you don't. You don't like the act of like going and and browsing and looking at things, touching things. I no, you know, because I've started to phase that out for whatever reason. I I just I don't know what it is, but I've kind of phased that out. However, uh, my mom loves it. My mom loves to window shop a lot. So I am very excited for her to get back out there and not spend any money and just a window shop. Nobody's going to spend any. I know. Right. But I, well, how are we going to go shopping when we don't have any money? Because no one's been, no one's been at work for for a month. This is the issue. And I'm getting lots of things in the mail because, well, Nordstrom, free people, they all know me. I'm like a friend of theirs. And they keep saying Mm -hmm. 15% off, 25% off. And I'm like, I don't even want to look Right now, 
I rotate between two pairs of sweatpants. So I don't right. need, unless it's athleisure, which I should have invested more money in, I, I don't sure. want to know about putting clothes on my disgusting body right now. <laughs> you mean you're just wearing, like, give-up clothes? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Full George okay. Costanza, I give up, like, sweatpants that's, that's um, pegged at the bottom. I give up. Okay. I think you need to put on a cocktail dress at least every day now. I think you need to change it up. Pretend that you're going somewhere, like like the old lady down the hall for me. Pretend that you're going to an audition. <laughs> Why you and think really that's going to make me feel better? I don't want to yeah, put the effort and, in. And, and then and just do it, and then walk out to where you get your mail, and then walk back. So everyone's like, "God, where's Aaron going? She's all dressed up." Just create a buzz in your neighborhood. Well, <laughs> I put on middle. I put on a thong today, and I did, and I said, "Oh, all right, why bother?" I know. See, do you see? A thong implies effort. It implies no. that you don't want somebody to see a panty line. Who cares? Who's looking at me? The dogs? No, you know my dogs really aren't like... like, oh, her ass looks fantastic in those pants. Thank God there's no panty line. <laughs> Let me go back to your thong for a second. Ladies, <laughs> when, you are, when you are running on the West Side Highway and it's really bright outside and you think that those fabletics aren't see-through, just bend over and wear a thong because we can see right through your fabletics. That's why I always you. get a dark color. They were black. Oh, how did that happen? Black. How are you seeing an know. ass through a black pant? I have no idea. And I that have is no not idea, the fault Kate of the fa- well, I have no idea. It's not the shitty fabletics. I don't know. Uh, you're, if you're going threadbare around your ass, which is what's happening to my two pairs of sweatpants that I'm rotating between, <laughs> which is sad. I'm looking at them and they're changing color in the ass that you're just like, how much sitting am I doing? What am I? <laughs> I shouldn't be wearing a hole in the ass of my pants. We have got to get out of this quarantine. <laughs> All right. So we have articles today that are shopping related. And I actually found um, a good wide range of them. So uh, how shall I kick us off? Yeah, kick it. All right. Cinderella. This comes from the Alton Evening Telegraph, Alton, Illinois, January 9th, 1968. Shopping trips are terror-filled. Oh, geez. What a perfect headline for right now. What is it? Shopping trips are terror-filled. Like filled with terror. No, I got it. Did you you understand that? It's really hard to see my face. So, uh, yeah, we should start live streaming this so you can actually, like, we should Zoom it. We should Zoom each other. I'm just putting it out there. All right. Yeah. Here it is. Shopping trips are terror-filled. Dear Ann Landers, a few weeks ago, a saleswoman sounded off about supposedly loving mothers who bully rag and insult their teenage daughters on shopping trips. My mother and older sister had such slam bag fights over clothes that I was afraid to put on a dress either in or out of a store. When my mother took me shopping, I soon learned not to express an opinion. My taste was atrocious. Hers was elegant. Once, when I saw a dress I really wanted, my mother said in the presence of the saleswoman, you are as fat as a pig, and that dress makes you look like a freak. (laughs) Oh, my God. From then on, I... Do you think? (laughs) 
From then on, I flatly refused to shop for clothes. I, I, surprising? I told my mother to bring home whatever she liked, and I would wear it. I am a grown woman now, but these horrible memories are as vivid as if they had happened yesterday. I hate clothes, and I wear my dresses till they fall apart. To this day, I cannot pass the dress section where we used to shop without being physically ill. So... To all you saleswomen who hear mothers insult their daughters, please tell them about me. You might lose a sale, but you will gain a star in your crown by letting some beaten down girl know she has a friend on your side. Signed, Ragbag. Oh, God. Dear Ragbag, I've always known that clothes are a major bone of contention between young girls and their mothers. Hair is a close second. Thank you for telling us what it did to your life. Your letter is bound to strike a few thousand raw nerves around the country. And you fat pig, can you imagine <laughs> standing by somebody who was screaming that at their kid? I'd be like, oh, 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 take your breath away. My mother never did that. The only thing that she ever did was test the crotch in my pants for room. And that sounds kinkier than I mean it. Sure. As soon sure. as I said it, no, like, whenever we tried on pants, we would come out of the dressing room door and, and get, is this all right? Well, let me see if there's room. And she'd hold it by the waist belt and shake her hand back and forth. So it was almost like you were getting punched in the lower right. stomach because she's just yanking you back and forth. I'm like, what are you testing for? How the, are these made out of metal? How durable do they have to be? Yeah, like, what did, what did your mom just suddenly become Halston? What does she know how to, like, what? Like, Halston never beat his client's <laughs> uterus into submission in an attempt to make sure there's enough room so that your can grow into them. I think a lot of people, I don't know where anyone got this idea, like, that's how you test how children will fit into their pants. But I remember people doing that, people, I'm, I'm assuming people who worked at the store, doing that to me. Like when they grab you by the waist, like you got enough room, and you're just like like wobbling back and forth, like a yeah. But yours should have come with a lawsuit. That sounds kinky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why are you testing my core stability? Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Why are you touching my son? Do you work here? No, I was getting some ice cream, and I just saw your son trying on some clothes. Get out of here! (laughs) I'm testing his inseam. (laughs) Why are you grabbing his ass? Yep, What's that in your mouth? I thought you said you wanted ice cream. Why is he on your I'll shoulders? <laughs> Why are you screaming, Buck and Bronco, go, boy, go? He's not your pet monkey. Stop with it. Anyway. Yeah. And the story goes on. Why yeah. are we? T- why yeah. were we testing the durability of kids' clothes and their in the space? And always when you were a kid, did you get stuff where they, where they were like, you'll grow into it? No. If somebody gave me a shirt so. right now and told me that I would grow into it. I'd punch him in the dick. <laughs> I would I would start running and screaming, and I just wouldn't stop until I reached Kentucky. And then at that point, I'd turn around and run screaming all the way back, and then I'd just jump off a cliff. Right. I would um, I'd probably start an immediate uh, eating disorder, and then probably pass out from dehydration and die, and then just wait for... I don't know, some kind of hawk to pick at my eyeballs and loose skin. No one needs a pandemic when you're going to give me an issue. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to test the crotch for space. I'm just looking for room. I got to test the crotch. 
that's really disturbing. Yes, this is from the Herald from Jasper, Indiana, December 10th, 1992. Twas a Thursday. Dear Abby, my best friend asked, asked me to go shopping with her as she needed a dress for a special occasion. The first place we went to, uh, she tried on one dress after another. Then she put on a red checkered dress with a full skirt that made her look like a house. And she's not small to begin with. She asked, do you think this makes me look fat? I told her the truth and said, yes, it sure does. She got real defensive and snapped back. Well, I think it's pretty. Then I said, well, you asked me if I thought it made you look fat, and I'm just being honest with you. She didn't say another word, but I could tell she was angry. She didn't buy the dress. She just told the sales lady that we were going to look around and we might be back. Abby, I made up my mind never to go shopping with her again. But we are best friends, so how am I to go? How am I supposed to get out of it? Signed, Too Honest. Dear Too Honest, you need to learn something about diplomacy. You were too blunt with your friend in telling her the truth. You could have told her that the style of the dress was not very flattering, that you liked one of the other dresses better, or suggested that it might be a good idea to look further. Period. What asshole <laughs> would possibly think that that is a good answer? Does this dress make me look fat? No. Your body makes you look fat. Oh like my that's, God. <laughs> like, but I'm not going to tell you that. I would never, ever in this lifetime. Speaking like, as somebody. shit. Look, I ask my jewels that every day. Every day. <clears throat> and I, I and can't imagine. <throat> the day that he turns to me and says, yes, is the day that, A, I get a divorce, and then I put my head in the oven. It's the day, like, he says yes, and then he turns around, and you just, like, explode like like a stick of dynamite inside of a pinata. And yeah. just like candy goes everywhere. Candy, brain matter, tiny bits of bone fragment all yeah, over Just it. a red smudge on the wall. That'd be yep. the end of me. Oh my God. Honesty is never the best policy when it comes to that question. Nobody's ever asking it to you to be honest. Am I right? That's correct. I have five sisters and I have been thrown <laughs> through that. With does this make me look fat? No. Are you sure? Are you sure it's not? No. But you look great, really. And I have lied for years now. I don't think I've ever <laughs> oh once. I was trained. I was trained very early on to be diplomatic and to be nice and to lie through your teeth and to lie through my fucking teeth. At your gorgeous. This is how teeth. I know that if if I were to ever say ask someone. Does this make me look fat? I know that they're lying because I've been doing it for a really long time. <laughs> it's a tell. <clears throat> of course. <laughs> All right. Give me another article. It's your turn. What? It's your turn. No, I just did the, I just did the one. No. What are you no, talking about? Oh, oh, you're I... right. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I am back. <laughs> I am on the, look, it's late at Ina, night. Ina, Ina. All right. Listen to all the chaos. Are there sirens there a lot recently? No, this is just I live across the street from a uh, fire station. Well, it's so. just an average day. Just a Tuesday. Yeah. I'm, I'm just average. of Tuesday, this is from the St. Cloud Times, St. Cloud, Minnesota, February 13th, 1968. A Tuesday. Oh. You're going to like this one. Get ready. 
Shopping with husband isn't his incapability. Dear Ann Landers, I work in the haberdashery department on the main floor of a well-known men's store in Chicago. Every day I see dozens of women shopping with their husbands. What is this country coming to when a man can't even pick out a suit by himself? Since you are so frank and forthright when it comes to other people's problems, let's see if you can take it as well as you can dish it out, Ann Landers. I have seen you in the store with your husband twice in the last six months. Isn't the guy capable of selecting a suit without you? I'll bet this one letter, I'll bet this one letter that will never get published. That doesn't make any sense, and that's what he wrote. Signed, The Redhead. I know. Was it me? I don't know. Oh, God. This is whoever the redhead is poked the bear. Dear Red, my husband is perfectly capable of selecting a suit without me, (laughs) but he would still be wearing his high school knickers if I didn't practically drag him into a clothing store. I am willing to bet that most women who show up in men's departments are there for the very same reason, namely to make sure their husbands get some new threads. Ann! First of all, for the record, the word was knickers. Knickers. K-N-I-C-K-E-R-S. Knickers! Thank you for the clarification. Anytime, because I used to wear them when I was a kid. I was obsessed with knickers, but I had a Boston accent when I was a kid, and that's real dangerous. I'll say. Holla! Wow. She called out Ann Landers for sure. No, of course my... Here's the truth. Jules, I, I I removed him from his CPAP device in the morning. I made sure to chew his food for him before I spat it down his throat, and then I threw him over my shoulder, and I brought him into Jordan Marsh to get himself some new items for Halloween. <laughs> that man has been wearing the same pair of underwear since 1923. I pulled him out of his case. <laughs> I unfold him. <laughs> I propped him up and I walked him into the store. I inflated Jules. <laughs> I started by pumping air into his lungs and I got him here. So I should deserve a medal, not criticism. Jesus. I know. Well, we also it's know almost Jules. like a little bit of a, like a stalker. Like what is she? She's constantly shopping at the same time? Does this person work at the store? No, the person works in the haberdashery department, so this person has uh, yes, seen yes, Anne yes. come into, I don't know, Bonton or wherever the hell she's bringing jewels to shop. I don't know. Um, I'm Agnum. GNC, I, what have you. I, and GNC. so she sees him. So she can, she, can, she can clock what's going on. I mean, I would, yeah, I would know what Ann Landers looked like if I was a reader of her column. I mean, Julia Child used to shop at the Harvard Coop, which is where my grandmother worked for most of her life. And she would see Julia Child come in, and she always saw her from afar because she was like eight foot nine. That's a <laughs> That's big woman. Miss. She's like a Harlem Globetrotter. We'll have to ask Moth on the Moth Report about uh, her mother, Kitty LaRue. My grandmother's name was Kitty LaRue. Did you know that? Kitty what? Kitty, Kitty LaRue, not Titty LaRue. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but Kitty LaRue was not that far off if you're looking for a good porn name. Yeah. And I've recorded Harlequin romance novels, and my first one, I did it under the name Kitty LaRue. And then I thought, maybe that's not the best way to honor her memory. <laughs> 
You never know. Uh, Maybe, like she always wanted to be a burlesque dancer. With artist, a name like Kitty will. LaRue. Yeah. It was destined. Although I think it would be nice to have Titty LaRue, though. But that's just me. This is me. But that's like a little bit too on the nose, I guess. But maybe that's her nighttime name. You know, then you go out to the burlesque clubs, you dance for the boys. Ten cents a dance. Or maybe that's just like the name that she goes by when she was with your grandfather. I'm Kitty LaRue. LaRue. I'm Titty LaRue. You can can call me Titty tonight. Ew, stop! We'll have to ask when we do the moth report. Yes, we have that coming up. Um, Do you shop for Marcus? Yeah, yeah, I do. But I see, again, I only do online. You have never, really go into- you do not go into a store. That I don't like. So then you get stuff and then you just try it on. And if you like it, then great. And if you don't, you return it. Yep. How many things have you kept because you've forgotten to return them or you just don't have the time? Oh, no, I always return. Oh, I, I always I, return. I have not. I have purchase things because they didn't have them in my size or whatever. And then I try them on and then I'm like, uh, and I'll get around to it. And then I forget. Usually underwear. I don't return. I would hope not. Or if it's, well, I mean, at the same time, it's like, what am I going to do with underwear that I don't like? Can you return underwear? (laughs) If you grow into your underwear, I swear to God. Well, it depends they were on who too you're big, with. and then I wa- then I watch gay.com, and next thing you know, they're <laughs> just right. Ramrods definitely helped out with the fit of these pants. <laughs> then I went to Titty LaRue, and next thing I know, it grew. Oh, it's like a poem. Oh, oh, sweet. Give me another I article before we do the uh, do the moth report, because now I want to ask All my right. mother about Kitty. Andrew Titty. This is from the Fort Worth Star Telegram, Fort Worth, Texas, October 23rd, 1984. Dear Abby, while shopping in a card shop recently, I remarked to an elderly lady standing near me that it was difficult to find just the right get well card. She replied, yes, especially when you know that the person is not going to get well. The lady was right. As I looked at Uh, Card after card in the get well section, they all bore the same message. Please get well soon. Abby, the reality of life is that many sick people do not get well. So to send such a card to a terminally ill person who is aware of his condition is to deny reality. I'm not suggesting that we send a card saying, I know you're dying and I hope it will be as easy as possible. But Abby, surely there must be some way to say, I hope you're comfortable. Thanks for listening. Signed, the Reverend Dorothy Lamore, Prescott, Arizona. The Dear Reverend? Right. <laughs> Dear Miss Lamore, your point is well taken. Next time, look in the friendship section. You will find cards that say, thinking of you, or I value your friendship. And if you can't find an appropriate message, then write one. I, the re, here's, here's why I, I picked this. Number one. Number one, I can't even imagine having this conversation with out loud to anybody um, in like the CVS right here on 50th and 8th being like, I just can't find the sorry that your abortion didn't go right card. And she, and then turning to the person next to me and saying that out loud, like I can't, I can't understand this. And that if you like, don't you know that you're sending a card to someone that's not doing well? So why would you even have to think about how stupid are people? Why would you even have to think 
Am I right? The point of a Am card I... is just to lighten the fucking moment. <laughs> if we have cards that count the years going up, which, by the way, is always overwhelming to me. I'm like, are they three? Are they seven? Are they eight? I don't know. So you're saying we should have countdown cards on the other side. Right. <laughs> well, so out of curiosity, I was like, well, is there, first, first of all, Reverend, she, that's a reverend who wrote that, and I hope to God that she never does anybody's last rites. Can you reverend imagine Dorothy Lamore. <laughs> reverend Dorothy Lamore is going to be doing your last rites, and then she comes to the bedside. She's like, you look awful. This is horrible <laughs> what it's doing to you. I was going to get you a card. That's a terrible shade of lipstick. That's not, those are her lips. Oh. All I could find was this card for a quinceanera, but I feel like the sentiment was the same. Like, honestly, well, I'm not sending a card for an exact representation. Like, if I have a card that says, get well soon, and it's two Berenstein Bears, I'm not actually implying that I'm one of the Berenstein Bears. What it is, is just symbolic of your friendship and your love and your affection towards someone. It doesn't have it's to tell the truth. I, I, want it right. to, I want a card to lie to me in the same way I want my friends to lie about my clothes. Exactly. I don't want Close Reverend Central, Dorothy yeah. Lamore at my bedside in my final hours. I agree. I don't even know how to pivot from that right now. I know how to well, pivot. Someone you... I don't want in my darkest hour is the Moth Report. Oh, that's what everybody wants on their darkest hour. I hope somebody <laughs> listens to this. It's time. Time for the Moth Report when we're socially distant from each other. But we have to find out what's happening in Massachusetts. I wonder if by the time this comes out, if we can travel from state to state. Because we record so far in advance. I don't know what's going to, I don't know where we are in the grand scheme of a quarantine. Do you think they're going to stop interstate travel? Oh, shit, I forgot to tell her we were doing this tonight. If she's asleep. Hello? Hello, how are you? What? What? Did, I, did my phone ring? Yes, it rang. But we, we have you on the Boston line. I forgot to tell you, um, we're recording a podcast tonight. Oh, good grief. Can you hear you the like silence? Now? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even do my evening wellness check with you. I completely forgot. Uh, yeah, what? You care. I know. I've been doing two now, calls right, a day a to minute. her. I have a, I have a few cobwebs. I was half asleep. I knew it. Huh? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I got this thing on the Roku, and it, it said Comfort TV. And sure enough, it works. <laughs> Wait, We're watching. Patty, um, this is exactly what we talked about today. I said if there was a TV show where it was just somebody saying it's okay, it's going to be fine. You're watching Comfort <laughs> TV. This is a real thing. What is it? It's um, news radio from back in the '90s. It's really good. Oh. Oh, so it's yeah, not. Maura yeah, Tierney and uh, Bill Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman's in it. Right. Like I don't know if you heart. guys, if you guys even remember it, but it's really a good series. Vicky, actually, it's funny. Vicky, uh, Vicky Lewis. Vicky Lewis, yeah. Who's Vicky? Yeah, is she the redhead? Yes. Yep. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, she's good in this too. It's uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's actually funny because I mean, it was so long ago. I saw it. I never remembered any of the episodes. But but anyway, I'm awake now oh. and uh, at your service. <laughs> Wait, when oh. you said comfort TV, I thought you meant that there was like. 
a specific app or channel or something where it was just like waves and somebody telling you it was going to be okay. No, no, no. You can do that for me. It's going to be um, okay, Valentine. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I'm if I fine. ever get out of this house again, it's going to be a miracle. Oh, but are you good? Are you ready for this one? We got a message from the town of Arlington on our our, our phones today, and you listen. Oh well, thank you for everybody uh, keeping your your distance and and uh, staying put. You can go out and get groceries and all this. You can get your prescriptions filled. And we want to start something cute every day at six o'clock. They want you to go outside of your house and wave to your neighbor. <laughs> I almost threw up. So you know how sociable I am. So, <laughs> so five minutes of six, your father and I are in the window looking to see if anybody's doing this. I just couldn't believe my my eyes. But people were outside on their steps waving to whoever came out of the house across the street. And we were howling. And he said he was going to go out and he told me to go out and wave. And I said, I am not going out and wave. I said, if you want to go wave to people, that's up to you. You do it. But I'm not doing it. This is humiliating. And I, oh, I was God. stunned to see how many people were out doing this. And I said, well, <laughs> I'm a rebel. I'm not going to do it. And they want you to do this like every night. <laughs> what? I, 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 there's no words. I can't. There's no words. They I had know. no idea whose phone they rang tonight. I just picture your two little heads looking out the window and everybody else judging you. Why aren't they getting into it? You don't know who a McGuire is. Don't touch us. Don't look at us. Oh God, no. Oh my God, that's so funny. Oh. Can you picture so if they funny. did that in New York, Patty? <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be nice. Well, we, yeah, actually... just did, it. we did have a, a 7 p.m. Um, clap for your uh, your workers, the people that are still working. <gasps> we just had that. And we had the one and where you go out it. and make noise at 6 o'clock. Uh, oh, you know, I think they did that here yesterday. And I said, nobody's going to do that. So you find the one out, because I always send him out. He's like my scout. Well, I'll see if you hear anything. <laughs> and he did. People were making noise, banging pots and pans together. I was going to say, did it, he bring his pots and pans with him? <laughs> For once, he could utilize his pots and pans skills. He used to he used to march around the kitchen when he was a little boy with pots and pans tied to his neck like they were a drum. <laughs> tied to his neck. <laughs> hey, just real quick, tell Patty that uh, about... I told him about Kitty LaRue tonight and the fact that she used to work at the coop and Julia Child would come in and Julia Child was huge. That last part I didn't hear. Julia Child was huge. <laughs> Julia Child was like over six feet tall. Yeah. But you never could see it on TV, but it was funny because every so often they have something on PBS and it has behind the scenes and you see the men on the floor on their knees and they're putting up stuff like chickens and things like that for her to, <laughs> to pick up you know easily but she always she was funny she was a hot ticket everything you know even if it she botched it she always talked her way through it so she was kind of funny <laughs> did she know kitty oh i don't think that i think she might have met her because because my my mother used to work at the harvard coop and so like she met a lot of dignitaries that would come to Harvard. They always made it a point to go to the Harvard Coop and buy a t-shirt. Um, ah. I have one more question for you before we go. 
What was okay. with parents testing um, the the durability or the waistlines of kids' pants whenever you had to go <laughs> back to school shopping? Well, you wanted them to last. You didn't want a pair of pants that um, fit perfectly. You needed to have like an inch more in the waistline. So we'd always stick our fingers in as we put up, put on a pair of pants and 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 buttoned them up, and then we'd put our fingers in the the waistband and uh, and shake. <laughs> and if there was extra room in there, then it was okay. It would last you through, you know, the next three or four months. <laughs> Because you're always growing and getting, you know, taller or wider or whatever. Oh, and, she called uh, me fat. Just... <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you would never be fat. Um, <laughs> so it was just the case. Never mind that. When I was a little kid, my mother used to go to Filene's basement. And she'd come she'd come out of there with pants that cost like 50 cents. and she, But they were like a size 18. And I was like 10 years old. And she'd make me wear them to school. And the crotch would be low, and there'd be wool, and uh, I, and I would like, I would get these horrible rashes in between my legs because Ooh. she she would always say, "Oh, okay. you'll grow into them, you'll grow into them," and I never did, even to this day. <laughs> but she would put them on and then and roll them up at the waist so that it would be mm-hmm. they would mm-hmm. get pulled up and the length would be sure. okay. But it used to it used to irritate the heck out of me. Never mind that. You one more thing, and I'll I'll let you go. Uh, one day she had she had these fiberglass curtains on her window. Fiberglass what? curtains were in in those days. She threw the fiberglass curtains in with the laundry, and the next day I was walking. This was when I was working, and I was walking to work, and I didn't know what the heck I was so itchy from, and it was all the little fiberglass things got into all the laundry, and. I was in agony all day, and I, I happened to talk to her, and I said, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I better go to the doctor. I have never been so itchy in my life. And she said, oh, well, maybe it's because I threw the fiberglass curtains in with the rest of the wash. Oh, I actually, on my lunch hour, went out and bought new underwear. But by that time, it was too late. I think it was all in my in my skin, and I was itching. I was, I mean, it didn't go away for days. It was awful. I couldn't believe she, she had done turn. that. And I didn't realize there really was glass and fiberglass. <laughs> <laughs> so I could come you up with a few of those in fiberglass. Wow. Well, you this... know, any way to save water. That's how it was in those days. Save water? Oh, by, by cleaning everything all at once. I was like, by, yeah. by. I don't know why. Yeah, it was just. Like we, we had six kids. Written. Six kids in one little little stack full of water. So anything that could go in together did, <laughs> including the kids. <laughs> don't you don't you watch Like for Like? I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine that Like for Like would include fiberglass. Anything could be quite honest. <laughs> With anything else. You, what are all my everything? Look around before I before I start this load. Everybody, throw your fiberglass items in. Who's got fiberglass that needs to be washed? Because I'm doing a load right now. I, I would think that that's probably been outlawed or something because like fiberglass curtains were kind of shiny and that you know because it I, got I into like, the skin of children whose mothers forgot yes, that they put them yes. in with the rest of the laundry danger they should have a like a danger thing on the hem of it <laughs> I think that kind of goes without saying all of that um, <laughs> all of this oh, should have been implied. Patty, I could tell you stories that would make your hair curl 
I think you just did it. Um, <laughs> well, we don't want to overwhelm you in one day. So. We don't want to go overly <laughs> curly. Wow. Um, we want to thank you so much for this incredibly illuminating oh, I'm, And layered. I'm sorry for going on and on. I didn't Never apologize for time. that. But you got me started, you know, when I start talking about my childhood. So uh, We uh, don't even need the weather after that. All we needed to know was that you had fiberglass curtains in your house and that your crotch was itchy and filled with glass. <laughs> horrible, horrible, yes. <laughs> yes. Awful, well, awful. We thank you so much for this Moth Report. Thank I'm glad you. that you woke up for this. Yeah, um, well... Yeah, I'll go back to my comfort TV go now. Go back to your comfort TV, and I'll talk and to you. And my hostess cupcake. And oh, I'll God. catch up with you. No one's coming out of this quarantine alive and under no 800 way. pounds. I'm telling you right I know. now. I know. <laughs> well, have okay, a you good guys. night. Have a good night. Bye, Patty. Bye, Bye. Bye Jim. Bye. Bye, Aaron. Oh, I got one. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Patty. <laughs> For someone who just woke up, I don't know if she was attached to like a Red Bull IV, but she woke up and ran with it. <laughs> you know how when somebody like rips you from your sleep, like I, I imagine if you were in the army and you were in a dead asleep and then a, a sergeant came in and screamed and your body yeah. would levitate off of the bed and then suddenly you're standing up and you're in combat that's 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 what that was and oh i'm so thankful for that because we got so much more than we thought we would there's an awful lot to pick through (laughs) ew pick ew (laughs) (laughs) or pick out of your underwear i i seriously cannot first of all i can't even imagine being like you know what i need to wash these curtains i'm just gonna throw i'm gonna throw my kids clothes in with that it's just like i don't even throw in like the dish rag with my regular clothes. Um, you know I, I mean? think you need like, to take a step further back, which is I can't imagine buying fiberglass curtains. Well, I'm assuming. Was that standard issue? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't even know what one looks like per se. We're gonna have to find fiberglass curtains. Fiber so. ass curtains. Fiber. I love your fiber ass curtains. Oh, thanks. Mm. I work out. I eat healthy, raisin bran. Oh, I can tell. Oh, I I know. You're quite regular. Wow. Um, Let's cleanse the palate, shall we? What do you think? Oh, yes. It's time for... Instagram mail, Instagram mail, separate your whites and your colors and fiberglass, any fiberglass items, please put them in a different pile, cause they're itching my ass now, itching my ass off. Wow. Fiberglass crabs. Well, today we are going to test your waistlines and make sure that there is room to grow with our Instagram mail. And as always, please find us online at Dear Pod Official, where we take your questions. Uh, we've been putting it out there more frequently. We want your questiones. It can be about absolutely any topic you care to make it about. But this week, um, we had a couple of hits on the Instagrams. And, of course, you can always email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. But, hey, 
The Instawebs is just so sexy now. Everybody's on it, except TikTok. I refuse to TikTok. Everybody's doing it. Me, too. I don't even look at it. I don't want to know. I just know that people are doing dances, and it's obnoxious. I don't want to tick your talk. No, thank you. No ticky-talky. All right, so we have a couple of Instagram mail questions. Why don't you kick us off for this one? All right. Here's one. Is it worth going out to the store if I spend 45 minutes disinfecting everything I bring home? Are you there? Oh, yes. I was just patiently okay. waiting on the edge of my seat. Oh. This is the thing about oh. us being far away from each other. Yeah. No, I know. You can't see my anticipation. Oh. Anticipation. So here's what Abby has to say to this question. Let me ask you this question. What else are you going to do? Uh-huh. Were, you, were you planning on going to the theater? Were you going to hit up the happy hour at the Regal Beagle? Were you going to rush over to your wine club meeting? Were you going to Arthur Murray for some dance lessons? No. You got nothing else to do tonight, just like everyone else. So settle in for a night of washing your cucumbers slowly all night long. You got nothing but time. Unless you got a fridge full of Tiger Maid and a surplus of Franks and Beans, you don't have to detail them like you're washing a Rolls Royce. Just a simple dusting with Clorox and soap. Think you can handle that? I think if a doctor can stand on her feet for 16 hours and bruise her face using the same mask she's been wearing for two weeks, you can take your kielbasa for a sponge bath for 10 minutes. Zing! Zing! I'm just saying, wash your cucumbers, wash them thoroughly. It's going to take time. We probably should have been doing this for the, our entire lives anyway. <laughs> like, we're finally learning out how to live cleanly. Right. Like, oh, maybe I should urinate on the seat here. Oh, I oh. know. Oh, maybe I should wipe down this MetroCard machine once every, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah, just a thought. I mean, the subways right now smell like Clorox. Oh, my God. It's have you been of... riding the subways? No. I've only heard that from my lover who has used the subway because no one else is on it and it smells like Clorox. Wow, now is the time to ride the subway. That could be magical. This is the yeah, only time that's ever going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm really I'm turned off everywhere. of like all all forms of transportation that are not controlled by me at this point. 100%. I, just, I want a hovercraft and I want my own bubble. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. All right, here's my answer. Is it even worth going out to the store if I have to spend 45 minutes disinfecting everything I bring home? This is a tough one for me. Thanks to my Jules's Fabergé egg-like body, I've been disinfecting things for over 50 years now. He's as delicate as a kiwi fruit. It's like I've been prepping for this moment for my whole life. Yes, we are currently treating everything outside our home like raw chicken. And yes... The act of bringing home a loaf of bread suddenly is turned into the third act of La Traviata. But hey, what else are you doing? <laughs> Make a list of everything you need for two weeks. Go out and do one massive trip. Suit up like you're going to Burning Man and deal with it. That novel you've been promising Facebook can wait the extra hour it takes to make sure everything is clean for you and your family. Or get your groceries delivered and then spend an extra hour yelling at the delivery guy like you're in a holdup. Just drop the bag and step away. Drop the bag and step away. Before you know it, we'll all be back to molesting the surfaces with our disgusting greasy hands and private people juices. After all, we live in the United States of amnesia. 
and Landers. Seems I, like we have a similar. Oh, yeah, very. Like, yeah, what else are we doing? Honestly, like, yes, a trip to the Home Depot or the Whole Foods or the whatevers, it is like deep sea diving. You There's a lot of prep. There's a lot of, like, emotional prep. There's a lot of things that you have to suit up and suit down. And right now I'm okay with it because guess what? I'm not in any major rush to get anywhere but back. <laughs> Correct. I mean... And then when you're done, you get naked on your front lawn, and then you run in the house. Right. That's fine. You spray your body down with some some Clorox. I mean, if you're not washing, like, your fruits and vegetables anyway, then you're just an animal. An animal. Look. An animal. Although I did watch a video of this man who his step-by-step process of bringing his groceries into the house and his prep, I was like, I'm so exhausted by watching this man. It, it, it's like he washes the table, then he oh. washes both sides, then he puts the tape down in between the, in the middle of the table. Then the one side is the dirty part, but one side's the clean part, despite the fact that he just Clorox the entire thing. Then he takes everything out, then he puts the one, the cereal box on the table, but then he opens it up and takes the plastic out and discards the uh, cardboard box. But then he still has the plastic bag that has, has the cereal. But he washes that down. He puts that down. But then he puts it in another container. I'm like, this is going to take years for this man to get through like this one bag of food. This sounds so comforting to me. That's my comfort TV. It's like a lava lamp. I just want to watch a guy clean every single surface before touching another surface and then clean that surface also. It's kind of like Phil Hartman's anal retentive chef. Oh, my God. I loved that. (laughs) I loved that. But now when things get delivered to the house, uh, we got an Amazon delivery, and my jewels went out, and he went to go touch the box, and I was like, back away from it, back away. And I went out with the spray Lysol, and I sprayed down the whole box, and then I was like, leave it here. Just leave it here. We'll come back to this. Don't you touch it. I told you I'm picking up the mail with Chinese, uh, with chopsticks. So, uh Chinese chopsticks. <laughs> Speaking of cleanliness, I have another question from the Instagrams. Yeah. Here it is. I am working from home. My hubs is not. One bedroom apartment. Help. Congratulations, my friend. You are on the verge of a perfect marriage. You get to maintain social distance in your own home. I can't tell you the amount of times my Jules has wanted to get frisky, and I tell him to stay six feet away. And that's before the coronavirus. If your husband is going out to brave the new raw chicken world, anything he touches during the day, he risks bringing back to you. He should strip naked at the door before entering. I hope you like your neighbors because they're about to hate you. Once he enters, scrub him down with soap, water, Clorox wipes, liquid bleach, pine salt, Murphy's oil soap, any disinfectant. Give him a good old silkwood shower. Once he's red and raw and crying in a heap on the floor, give him an Academy Award. Then allow him into your home. If you want to go the extra mile, take a page from the Lucy and Ricky handbook and tape a line down the center of your home. Just make sure the toilet is on your side. Good luck, dearie. I hope your hub's work comes to their senses and sends him home if he's not an essential worker. In the meantime, enjoy the distance. You'll be missing it six months from now. And... I think 
we have a different interpretation here of this question. Oh, what is your interpretation? Well, not mine, but the woman that I work for, uh, Abigail Van Buren. Oh, she took sorry, it as, yeah, yeah. She took it as uh, that she works from home and that her little husband is stuck home with her. Oh! In a one-bedroom apartment. I took so this very what, differently. Okay. Yeah, so here's her response. I'm working from home and we have a one-bedroom apartment. My husband is not. Help. I'm guessing your husband is buzzing around you like that obnoxious redheaded kid from Problem Child. Am I right? Like a human mosquito that you need to swat away. Since your apartment is now your office, treat it as such. Post your working hours on your desk or hang a do not disturb sign around your neck. Or maybe give him a ball of yarn to play with. Or fill a Kong with peanut butter and toss it into his man cave, a.k.a. the couch. If all else fails, put five Benadryl in his morning smoothie. You should be able to get a full day's work in. Try it out and hire a good attorney just in case. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, very different take. Completely different take. But you know the good thing about that? We have covered all the bases, I believe. Yes, and I think we're both okay. We're both going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Look me in the eyes. You're going to be fine. Let me just hug you. Here, here's Truvy. Truvy for a nice big hug. Just get nestled in her Q-cup breasticles. Um, Just give me that weighted blanket. It's all going to be okay. Oh, my God. If somebody gave me a weighted blanket, you would never see me again. If you put that thing on me, (laughs) I have been going to sleep every night, passing out wherever I sit down, probably around 930 or 10 o'clock. But if you put a weighted blanket on me, a week later, I would rise. (laughs) And then I would need help getting the weighted blanket off of me. Could you help? Could you? Speaking of something that helps, hey, it's... Time, Time for special TikTok tales, specialty drink. We're drinking Clorox over here at this point. How many antibacterial fumes have I inhaled in the last two weeks? <laughs> Eventually, bartenders are going to rim the glasses with, with bleach, and that's going to be the first thing that you take. Speaking of rimming glasses. This week's cocktail is the Shop Till You Lemon Drop. That's right, discovered in the 80s by chess king-wearing James Jules Ferris. For this, you need one and a half ounces vodka, one and a half shot, oh, shot? Oh, wow, one and one shot and one half a shot of Cointreau, because we're doing shot, 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 lemon drop shots. You need the juice of one lemon fridge. Shake the vodka, the Cointreau, and the lemon with plenty of ice and pour into a shot glass. So here's some tasting notes from Jules himself. So, this is how it's going to go down. We will get out of this mess before you know it. You're going to hop in your car and head to the nearest mall. Doesn't matter if you're buying anything. You're just shopping. You feel like a person. Then you're going to head on over to your local shop who was taking a major hit during this crisis, and that's when the credit card comes out. You're going to go nuts. You're going to buy that thing that only they make, which you talked yourself out of buying in the past. But not today, no siree. You're getting it in all three colors. And then you're going to celebrate at the nearest bar and say, Bartender, I just lemon drop shop till I dropped. Now... Will you please hook a person up with a shot that will take the sting off when my credit card bill comes in? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the lemon drop shot. 
Oh, I cheers to you. There's going to be a day when you and I are together and drinking again. Are you drinking on your own tonight? Please say yes. Yes, I am, sir. What is your cocktail of choice? It is a Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, you're still sticking in the wine category. Oh, yes, I am. I wish that you were here because he shook this so hard. It has nice ice particles in it, and it's served in a classic shot glass from, like, 1960 or something. These are legit. It's from Russia? Wow. Oh, these shot glasses are from Russia, so right now they're listening to us talk. Everybody be careful. (laughs) Mm. You know what? I like this shot more than I thought I would because I thought it would be too sugary or too tart. This and is a variation. It's so, like, well-balanced. I, I never thought I would hear myself say this about a shot that I did when I was 25 years old. And then I threw up on my elbows. True story. Oh. oh. I mixed it with a cream after that. But the lemon drop shot, <laughs> this can either, this can, if you're not balancing it, can get too tart or too sweet real fast. And this is beautifully mixed by my jewels. I say cheers to you, my friend. When are we going to drink together? What when you when we're done with this? What are gonna? What are the things that you want to do first? We asked this of the Facebook people, by the way. Yeah, um, my Facebook response is um, <laughs> we're more jackassy little, than mine. Yeah, mine are a little bit more like clearly I have some more gay following where they're like, I like to have sex with a stranger. <laughs> I have one of those on mine. <laughs> it isn't just about being gay. I think everybody wants to to stick it in someone they don't know. Yeah. And my aunt said, going on my canceled cruise. I would absolutely, absolutely not approach a cruise ever, ever, ever again. Agreed. No. Agreed. That's Agreed. Like, Someone's saying they're, they're going to go on a cruise. It's like encountering someone in a party that says, I'm a Scientologist. See ya. <laughs> Bye. We're never going to talk again. <laughs> this conversation is over. Yeah. And how do we throw things out? Okay, we take our paper toweling. Two pieces. Unbroken. Lay it out neatly. Dump the refuse inside. Arrange neatly. Let's take these little nasties we separated earlier. Put that back. Fold over carefully, making sure the corners are square. And we take a piece of aluminum foil and we place our refuse onto the foil and fold over very carefully. This way it won't leak onto the other garbage. Aluminum foil is such a miracle product. It's really an extraordinary product. All right, and then we take a brown paper sandwich bag. Place the refuse inside and... Oh, now this bag is torn. Well, no, that's all right. We'll just fold over and no one will see. We'll fold it over twice to be careful. Then we get our tape. And... We tape it shut, being very careful to center the tape on the bag. I like to keep my tape dispenser right here on the counter. There we go. All ready for the trash. Now that's some garbage you can live with. <laughs>